the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed the Bob Friends Authority. Good morning. Thank you for joining us as we get started at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the fourth morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Really appreciate you being on board today. A lot of very important news to get to. Phone lines will be open to you uh, almost right from the jump, 216-901-0945. Again, 216-901-0945. Have you saved that into your phone yet? You really ought to do that. Save it. That way you don't have to wait for me to give it in order to be able to call. (laughs) Save it. Put me in one of your faves, uh, one of your favorite contact uh, lists, will you? Uh, 888-281-1110. You can save that one in there as a backup. 888-281-1110. Online, you can reach me at France Radio. That's on Twitter or Facebook, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. I've got some news on Twitter, by the way, today that I'm going to share. It is, again, not going to be positive news, but it's important to know. Uh, and I will use that platform as long as I can in order to uh, combat some of the uh, ridiculous liberal nonsense uh, that is contained within it. So France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. Also, I need to remind you, I don't tell you often enough about our free mobile app. Listen to our show through your phone. Listen to this show. Listen to this station through your phone. Just go to your uh, app store, no matter what kind of a phone or carrier you have, carrier you have. And search uh, 1420 The Answer for the free mobile app. That way, if you lose us, you know, if you uh, get into an area where you have bad reception, if you work in a building that doesn't have good reception, you can't turn the radio on, uh, listen to it through your phone streaming. It's perfect. It's our free mobile app. Just look for 1420 The Answer. And also, if you have an Amazon device like the uh, Echo, the Alexa device, you can also just say, hey, Alexa, make sure you enable it to play The Answer Cleveland. All right. Uh, a lot of ground to cover today, as uh, mentioned. And I want to start... Because um, we're in the middle of, of, of a battle over life and death, right? You do realize this. No, I'm not speaking specifically of the presidential 2020 race. Not talking about that. Talking about the battle over life and death when it comes to the unborn. And if you wish, 
you could take that a step further and say that, you know, it, it's, it's the life and death of a nation. How we treat the most defenseless among us, I think, speaks to who we are as a nation. It speaks to who we are as, as a people. As children of God ourselves, how we treat other children of God really, truly dictates who we are as a people, what we are as a society, and I think it's important to talk about this. Yesterday, I didn't get into this as much as I wanted to, particularly over Disney, and and, and this should not be lost on anyone, Disney and uh, Disney's uh, uh, CEO, uh, Mr. Iger, making the announcement over the weekend that they are seriously considering not shooting any more movies, no more, any more Disney movies in the month of, in the uh, state of Georgia. Why? Well, because Georgia isn't killing enough babies. Strangely enough, Disney, which is a company that appeals to what, first and foremost? Children. They're not going to shoot movies, potentially, in a state that doesn't kill enough children. I would think that would be the most counterintuitive thing in the history of the world if I'm a Disney CEO. We need more children. The more children that we have in America, the more customers we have to come and see Mickey and Minnie and do the It's a Small World thing. And if we continue to support states that execute children on a routine basis, it actually hurts our bottom line. So if you want to look at it from strictly the financial viewpoint, as most of these CEOs do, you're hurting your own customer base. But of course... It's about far, far more than that, or at least it should be. It should be about life and death. And as this battle rages on, and it really truly does, in states all across this country, um, there have been roughly, I want to say, a dozen over the course of the last couple of months that have come forth with strict new anti-abortion laws. Of course, we are one of them. Very proud to be able to say we, uh, the state of Ohio with its heartbeat bill. There's there's about a dozen. In fact, I, I, I read from, uh, believe it or not, Newsweek. Not that anybody really reads Newsweek anymore, but just that they compiled a pretty good list here. Uh, of the 11 states that have passed the most restrictive anti-abortion laws just this year, we're only in, in June. We're not even halfway through the year yet. And there are 11 states that have passed new restrictive abortion laws in um uh, in uh, 2019 thus far, including and perhaps most notoriously Alabama, which uh, whose law uh, would, pun- uh, would punish and penalize doctors, not, repeat, not mothers, but doctors for performing the abortive procedures, uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Ohio. We are all... Parts of the, you know, uh, oh, in Utah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have skipped over Utah. That's 11. Those are 11 states that have passed strict new uh, abortion laws, restricting abortion, in the United States of America. And as we continue this fight, we continue to be attacked and pushed back upon by, essentially, Hollywood, uh, big business, like Disney, as I pointed out, uh, and more importantly, perhaps, big tech. All right, big tech. What's big tech? Silicon Valley. It's the owners of these platforms that I'm always complaining about. Whether it's Google, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and probably some others. Facebook's offshoot, which is Instagram. Here's an example of exactly what I'm talking about. This was, excuse me, um, Lila Rose is a pro-life warrior. Lila Rose is the president and founder of the national pro-life organization called Live Action. Live action. 
She is on twi- Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, right? You, you, you probably knew that already. If you've heard of her anyway, you know who she is. That means you probably also know that she has had her account suspended and that Live Action has had their account suspended on these social media platforms for tweeting out images of babies. Her work has led Twitter and Facebook and some of the others to ban ultrasound images from their pages. Why? It's considered offensive. Why? Well, because babies are are like really defenseless and seeing them in their living state inside their mother's wombs might upset people who want to kill them. It's offensive to them to show babies, to show, you know, children in their natural state pre-birth. And so you can't show that. If you tweet a picture of an, of an ultrasound, you're going to get a warning. If you do it again, you're going to be banned. You're going to lose the right to use Twitter. Now, this is a really, really disturbing turn of events here. It used to be they just didn't want you to show graphic images of post-abortive, well, let's just call them what they are, mutilated, dismembered body parts. People have posted pictures online of what the healthcare community, i.e. Planned Parenthood, would call medical waste to be disposed of, what the moral community would call children. If you posted those pictures of post-abortive children, they were going to ban it because it's bloody and it's, it's, it's really hard to look at. It's, it's really, really very disturbing, right? It used to be they would do... Now, that in and of itself, I've talked about this, that in and of itself, the idea that something could be considered so grotesque, so offensive to the eyes, a post-abortive fetus or portions thereof, body parts of these babies that are torn apart in utero, if that is considered offensive, if that is considered grotesque to the eyes to see it online, then how can these online uh, purveyors of their their own misguided morality, how can they then decide and describe that the actual act of the abortion is not offensive? In other words, if the product of an abortion, meaning the post-abortive fetus in all of its terribly traumatic state after it's been, you know, either poisoned, burned from the inside out, dismembered, etc. If the image of that is considered offensive and so grotesque that it cannot be allowed to be shared, then how and why is the act of doing that also not considered offensive and something that should not be promoted? It's kind of like the movie, right? It's kind of like unplanned. The Motion Picture Association of America thought that the images of a baby being aborted via ultrasound, that those images being seen via ultrasound were so disturbing and so graphic, they gave the movie an R rating so that children under 17 couldn't go see it without a parent. But yet, in many states in this country, children under 17 can go and actually not see a movie of the abortion being performed, but can go and actually have the abortion performed without their parents' consent.
just doesn't make any sense. If viewing it is so disturbing that you're going to give it an R rating so, so that young people can't see it, what about the fact that they can go do it? Okay, that's kind of where we are with this. Lila Rose has pointed out there's also been a, um, an image that Twitter has decided to ban. Uh, it has removed and, and suspended the account of the person who shared it of uh, essentially a fetus in a human hand. Okay? A, a baby that is still moving post-abortive in a human hand. This, this video has been, or excuse me, this still image, I should say, has been removed from Twitter and flagged as exceedingly offensive. So they don't want anybody to see the byproduct of the abortive act, but they don't speak out against the actual abortive act. They don't censor, they don't block, they don't ban um, pro-choicers, pro-baby murderers, Planned Parenthood, and on down the line from supporting and pushing this on their platforms. But when it comes time to show the result of what they are allowing to be pushed on their platform, well, we got to censor that. Debbie D'Souza, who is the wife of Dinesh D'Souza, tweeted this yesterday. No correction, tweeted this on Sunday. If Twitter took down the tweet of a 12-week-old fetus moving in someone's hand because it was offensive, then how in God's name is abortion not offensive to these people? I give up. So do I. That's kind of the point. It's the reason I'm starting with this today, which brings me back to Lila Rose. It was over a year, no, not over a year ago, uh, it was, let me pull up the exact uh, timeline here as to uh, this particular story. Uh, it was from 2018. It was September 2018. Okay, so not quite a year ago. Um, she wrote a piece for USA Today kind of spelling all of this out, and it's even more pronounced today because of what I just told you about the uh, Twitter banning of the baby moving in a human hand and so on and so forth. Planned Parenthood and pro-abortion groups are free to advertise their butchery Uh, Anywhere they wish. But pro-life ads are marked as offensive. That double standard should worry us all. Twitter feigns political neutrality, tries to say, no, we're not biased one way or the other. Yeah, maybe most of our workers are left of center, but we don't let that impact the way we run our platforms. We don't let that impact the way we let people see the quote-unquote news that comes from Twitter. But the proof is, as Lila Rose pointed out, that her pro-life organization being banned, her own personal account being suspended, shows the bias firsthand. In other words, they don't want you to believe that abortion in and of itself is an offensive act. The killing of a baby isn't an offensive act. But showing you the byproduct of that act, i.e. the post-abortive fetuses, that part is offensive. Did I say at the beginning of my conversation this morning that we are in a war? And it's a war that literally has life and death consequences? I wasn't kidding. I'm going to share more of this with you, and I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you on both of the issues. Number one, the abortion issue and the movement in this country as we push ever further toward the Supreme Court to have a re- uh, you know refight the battle over Roe versus Wade. And number two, the public companies 
like Twitter, Facebook, and others that are trying to skew that argument. I want to hear from you on both of those. 216-901-0945. Back right after this. All right, 926, the Bob Brands Authority continues. If you're on hold, stay there. I want to share this with you, though, because I want to finish the point about um, the pro-life movement being given such a, a stacked deck against it um, in terms of you know being able to share information by way of social media platforms. This letter, again, from Lila Rose, who is the uh, founder and uh, um, uh, president of Live Action, a very important organization, uh, from September, so it's less than a year ago, She wrote this for USA Today. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has repeatedly told the news media Twitter doesn't ban content based on users' viewpoints. Earlier this month at a House Energy and Commerce Committee hearing, members of Congress tested him on that assertion and asked several times whether Twitter engaged in suppressing more conservative voices. Each time, Jack Dorsey replied no. Even in his written statement to the committee, he said the purpose of Twitter is to serve the public conversation and we do not make value judgments on personal beliefs. Yet for years, Twitter has blocked one of the most prominent pro-life organizations online from advertising a pro-life message on their platform. So I can tell you from experience, Jack Dorsey's statements are not the truth. Twitter's reasoning for blocking live actions message? In emails to us, the company said that, quote, our content violated its sensitive advertising content policy which prohibits, quote, inflammatory or provocative content, which is likely to evoke a strong negative reaction. Some examples of this supposedly offensive content include pictures of children developing in the womb, ultrasounds, and even simple ultrasound images of babies like the ones that expectant mothers hang on refrigerator doors is apparently offensive content online. Twitter's action suggests it's okay for Planned Parenthood to tweet that a woman has a right to an abortion, but when we tweet and try to promote that a baby has a right to life, Twitter considers that inflammatory. Did I mention we're at a war and that the consequences are life and death? We are in that war. Twitter's action suggests it's fine for Planned Parenthood to tweet that taxpayers who don't want to fund the nation's largest abortion chain are extremists. But when we tweet that there are alternative options to Planned Parenthood, Twitter calls that an offensive violation of policy. While the platform won't censor the tweets out, our tweets outright, writes Lila Rose, it has banned our ability to promote or advertise our content beyond our own followers until we delete all of the tweets that it deems offensive. That includes tweets of our undercover investigations into the abortion industry, tweets calling for an end of taxpayer funding for Planned Parenthood, and any ultrasound images of pre-born children. And because so many of our tweets link back to Live Action's website, Twitter requires us to scrub our website of similar content before it will allow us to promote our tweets again. In other words, Twitter wants Live Action to scrub pro-life messaging from its pro-life um, uh, mission. Yet Jack Dorsey says there's no bias. Much of the content that Live Action posts on Twitter is used to educate society about abortion and human development in the womb. While people learn fa- uh, when people learn the facts about what abortion really does to a child and how developed that child really is, many change their minds about abortion, which is precisely why they are trying to censor that messaging. One of Live Action's most successful educational tools is a series of online abortion procedures videos that use medically accurate animations to show what happens inside the womb during abortions. The videos have been viewed by our count nearly 100 million times. 
A survey live action conducted of more than 500 self-described pro-choice women shows that nearly a third of the respondents actually had a less favorable view of abortion after watching just one four-minute video. And 49% of the pro-choice respondents also thought the video should be shown to high school sex ed classes. Yet Twitter labels these educational videos as offensive and won't allow them to, uh, to pay even to promote them beyond their own followers. This is, this is maybe the defining struggle of our time, my friends. And I know there are a lot of defining struggles of our time we often talk about. But seriously, what is more, what is more important to us and central to who we are than protecting the most innocent and defenseless life among us? That's what this is all about. If you do want to respond, do it after the news right here. Nine thirty-five. Now we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, quite a staggering thing, isn't it? When you realize the truth of what's going on, that the images of what happens when one decides to end the life of their preborn, defenseless child are offensive, but the act of ending the life of your innocent preborn child is considered perfectly normal. That's okay. That doesn't get censored. That doesn't get blocked. Only the ramifications the results of those decisions are blocked it's really quite a staggering thing 2169010945 if you want to get on board 888281110 bj has been waiting in north homestead thanks for your patience bj go right ahead thank you bob i want to relate to a story that includes you and i and what happened after the story a few months back we were discussing abortion and i said this is an issue that women are going to have to step up and be the ones the guardians of doing something and you had a disagreement you say No, men are involved in this, too. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, I walked into a little shop and engaged in a conversation uh, with this gentleman over some products that he had. And it turns out that he was a a veteran, retired veteran, youngish man, probably in his uh, 40s. And we were talking about different things, and he looked at me. We talked about our service. He said, said, you seem like an older gentleman that's wise and has experience. He said, I'd like to tell you something that has been bothering me. He said, when I was in my 20s, my wife got pregnant, and I told her we really couldn't deal with another child in the situation we were, and she had an abortion. He said, nothing has bothered me in my life more than that abortion. And I thought about what you said, and you were right. Men are part of this major, major issue and are very involved and also very insensitive and also bear a lot of guilt for past abortions that were committed because either they didn't want the child or weren't aware there was a child involved. And I want to share that to you because this is the most meaningful problem, not problem, but situation going in our country today, life about future Americans. And I thank you for listening, and I thank you for your objectivity to this. You have a great day. Yeah, thank you, BJ, and I, I appreciate that very much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, it can't obviously, ju- you know, it's, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, it's oversimplification, I, I acknowledge, but uh, I have to say it this way. When women tell men that they can't have an opinion on abortion because we're not the ones going through it, we're not the ones going through pregnancy, we're not the ones carrying a child, we're not the ones with a uterus, no uterus, no opinion, um, it completely skews the entire conversation and and it devalues um, half of the 
contributing factors that lead to a baby. It it devalues it, it it diminishes. In other words, you know, women don't get pregnant on their own, uh, and men have every bit as much of a say and should have every bit as much of a say in the defense of a of a defenseless child as as woman does. And that's kind of just the way I felt about it. And I was really really glad to hear the conversation conversation that you had. Just as the leftist women tell us that men's voices don't count when it comes to abortion, I would I would counter that one hundred percent and say our voices count literally fifty percent. They have to. They have to. Because we are 50% of the equation. Jay is in uh, Illyria. Jay, you're on AM 1420. The answer, go ahead. Good morning, Bob, and thanks for bringing this topic up. And something that I think, this is going to be short and sweet, um, instead of the way I usually ramble. Um, A perfect way to combat this or meet it head on is for every single person in the YouTube slash Twitter slash Instagram camp, everyone should get one of those images that are banned by them, and everybody over the next week post that image and let YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all the rest of the social media ban everybody that does that, and they will kill half their audience at least. And then find out how their supporters and subscribers and advertisers feel about that position. You know, I uh, I really like the idea, um, to be honest with you, uh, you know, bombard them with millions, because they have millions of, of, of users, you know, account holders. Millions. Bombard them with millions of people putting these images online and then let their little censors, because I don't even know how many they have hired that work for them out there in, in San Jose and Silicon Valley, but uh, let them all scramble to ban and suspend all of these accounts before they realize Holy cow, you're right. Our reach has just dropped by tens of millions because we've banned all yeah. of them. Now our, our, uh, our advertisers, as you say, are going to go, are, are going to be very concerned about that. So I like the idea, but how does one get that started? You know what I mean? Because you well, can't go started. on Twitter. Well, what I'm saying is, is you can't go on Twitter and make that, you know, be, you know, try to be the Pied Piper and say, Hey, everybody, let's do this because they'll ban that one. Before it even can gain any traction, there would have to be a, a different platform to reach all of the users of that platform in order to make them, uh, you know, to make them, uh, uh, you know, get this thing started. You'd have to do it all together as well, you know. Well, go it, back to it, Arlo Guthrie. Go back to Arlo Guthrie. You've got the fifty thousand watt blowtorch sitting in front of you. And let it begin. Yeah, here. but I mean, you know, yeah. it would have to be bigger than that. It would have to be well, truly. It, it, be, it would, it would have to be on the national somewhere. scale. It would have to be something that was coordinated across multiple platforms: radio, television, you know, online blogs, and yes, the social media platforms. The best place to reach most social media users is on their social media platforms, um, because as many you know listeners as say Dennis Prager might have, or or a national host on another network might have. They're still not going to reach all of the people that they could reach on social media, which is the place they would censor it from in the first place. So it's just, I'm not oh, saying it's impossible, but Jay, but I'm just saying they would, there would be many, many obstacles to getting something like that coordinated. It would have to go on at the same time. It would have to be done, for example, in the same day, within the same hour, for everybody to bombard them with images like this for, for it to have the impact that we're talking about. If it was just done piecemeal, you know, one person at a time over the course of weeks or whatever, they would, they would handle it pretty, you know, pretty easily. And it, and I think, well, that's a, that's think a logical argument for it. And I don't disagree with your view. Yeah. However, I also, I also consider forest fires can start with a cigarette. Let it build. That's true. 
Just let it build and build and build and build and build a little more every day until it just well, becomes. Like I said, I, I, I am not opposed to the idea. I'm really not. I just, I don't know. And thanks so much for the call, Jay. I just, I don't know who the, uh, like I said, who the uh, the Pied Piper would be here to get everybody to follow. Um, it, it would have to be somebody on a bigger scale, bigger stage. You know, it, it doesn't even have to be somebody in media. How about somebody like Abby Johnson? You know, it's funny. BJ just relayed the story before in the last phone call. BJ just relayed the story of um, uh, a friend, that, you know, a fellow veteran that he met, and he was talking about the decision that he and his wife made, you know, years and years and years ago when they were in their 20s and unable to really perhaps afford another child, and they made the decision to have an abortion. And it's the most profound regret that he said he has ever felt. That's exactly why Abby Johnson is who she is today. She had two abortions, actually, before becoming a plan. Or no, one of them was while, while she was, I believe, a Planned Parenthood clinic director. And it was the shame and the pain that she felt from her own decisions that led her to then becoming the most active pro-life advocate, or at least one of the most active pro-life uh, uh, advocates in, in, in America today, which is why she got and how she got her story told in the movie Unplanned. Somebody like that, I think, would have to light the fire. She's on Twitter all the time battling with the Twitter censors. People, you know, in, in very, very high places are as well. It would have to be a coordinated effort. And for me, and again, I'm not trying to say this can't be done, but for me, it would be best served if it was all done at one time, not just let it grow a little bit here, a little bit there, a few people today. I think, it would, you know, we'd have to declare, say, give a month's notice and really promote it. Say on January, or January, nice J word, July, on July 4th, maybe Independence Day. How about that? Independence from the censorship of the uh, Silicon Valley big tech overlords. We'll kind of join it with the independence of the nation. I'm just picking a month from now. It happens to be June 4th. That was accidental, but we'll run with it. So on the 4th of July, everybody who is a pro-lifer in America and who has a social media account, particularly a Twitter account, find an image of an ultrasound baby. You can just search them, Google them, look at Google images, find an image of an ultrasound baby, or if you're slightly more daring, an image of the byproducts of quote-unquote women's health care, meaning the post-abortive fetuses that are just treated as medical waste and discarded by the ghouls, the demons that support such things. Um, everybody at you know noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. West, uh, you know Pacific uh, uh, time, Everybody post your pictures at the same time. Just slam their system with this. I think it could have a great impact. I don't know what they would do about it. I don't know how they could do anything about it. But it would be a heck of a statement made. But that would have to be planned and organized across many different places, on radio stations across the country. Don't forget, 4th of July, you know, it's Independence Day, independence from the censorship of Twitter over being pro-life. Uh, you know, market it however you have to. I'm not a marketing expert. I'm just a talk show host. But I think if you broadcast that, if you put that on social media itself, you know, maybe other other platforms, not uh, not Twitter, because Twitter, of course, would would try to stop that. Maybe there's something that could be done. But I do like the outside the box thinking. I always say that. I always prefer outside the box thinking, and that's exactly what that was, Jay and Illyria. I really appreciate that. All right, it's uh, 9:46. Hey, I want to remind you. <clears throat> Before I do anything else, about this extraordinarily important appeal that I'm about to make, I want to talk about 
the Alliance Defending Freedom. I've told you this. Our freedoms are under attack. Somebody has to defend our religious liberty. When the uh, supporters of the quote-unquote Equality Act pass the Equality Act, it's not about equality. That's an LGBTQ movement idea to essentially take away your liberty. You are not equal any longer. Their feelings um, essentially take precedence over your religious faith and the doctrine that you have been brought up in, the tenets of the faith that you hold most dear. When people uh, who support the Equality Act can get your business shut down, if you don't do something with your business that somebody else wants you to do, in spite of the fact that it belies your religious liberty, religious faith, I should say, then you no longer have religious liberty. The First Amendment is gone. That's what we're talking about. When you're not allowed to speak with language that you want to use, and you are compelled to use language that offends your sensibilities, you have lost your freedom. Who's going to defend you when you're fired for that? I've told the story of the teacher numerous times who was fired for refusing to call a biological male with, with a female pronouns because this person confused, uh, confusedly said uh, and thought that the, they were a, a female. He chose not to use those pronouns because it was offensive to his sensibilities as well as his religion. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I won't use any pronouns. I'll just call you by your name all of the time. Your name. That's the only way I'll refer to you. That wasn't good enough. Since he wouldn't speak the way they wanted him to speak, he was fired from his job. Since he wouldn't use pronouns that he found to be totally inaccurate, he was fired from his job. Who's going to defend him? Who's going to get his job back? He can't afford to hire lawyers. He's a teacher. The answer to that question is Alliance Defending Freedom. That's who defends people like that. Alliance Defending Freedom provides free legal services to people who are, or people and, and business owners and employers who are in jeopardy, whose freedoms are under attack. They provide those services free of charge to the client, but obviously it costs money for them to do their work. And that's where you come in with Alliance Defending Freedom. It takes a lot of resources to fight against those well-funded liberal organizations that are pushing these types of agendas. WHK, our station, The Answer, has committed to finding 45 donors who will donate at least $100 to help Alliance Defending Freedom take these cases all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary. This is an extraordinarily important month. The month of June is our appeal month. We need 45 donors to give at least $100 to help Alliance Defending Freedom. Right now, I just started this yesterday. We have one donor who has stepped up. We need 44 more. We need you to step up today with your gift of $100. If you have the ability to donate two or three or $400, please, we ask you to do that. If you can only afford to do $20, please do what you can. But I need 45 people committed to $100 or more. Help us defend your freedoms. Call 1-800-691-8969. Again, 800-691-8969. Or go to our webpage and click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner at the top of the page at whkradio.com. whkradio.com. Click the banner at the top, Alliance Defending Freedom. It'll take you right to the donation page. Or call 800-691-8969. You're going to hear me talk about this a lot throughout the course of the month of June. And I'm asking you to step up and be one of those who helps defend religious liberty for all of us. I need 44 donors 
to do $100 each, please call that number today and help defend our freedoms. Back after this. AM 1220 The Word and 95.5 The Fish present the 2019 Pastors Masters Golf Outing, Monday, July 15th at Bunker Hill Golf Course in Medina. Get your team together to enjoy a day of golf and be encouraged and meet fellow pastors and ministry leaders. Registration is going on now at thewordcleveland.com. See you at the past. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.